Hey, welcome to the Account Experience Podcast. My name's Adam Durrell, and I'm your host for season two, but I'm making a nice bridge between this season and season one. Today, I'm delighted to bring on Ian Luck, who's the Vice President of Marketing Globally for Customer Gauge, who's just put together this most incredible book. It's like more than 100 pages of findings about what there is to know, the state of the market of B2B CX. I'm going to go through some of the detail in this. So think of this as a very special episode. You can get some background on it, and I really hope it encourages you to go and dig deeper. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Ian Luck. Hi, Ian. Hey, thanks, Adam. Good to be back. I just want to, uh, it feels kind of, uh, feels like home coming back to uh, the Account Experience podcast. I think you guys have been doing a great job. I just want to throw that out there. You and Dave and, and even Camilla have really stepped up and done some amazing interviews. So so props on that. Thank you so much. Well, you certainly left us some um, great shoes to fill, but you know, I'm hoping that we can also get you back, you know, maybe for season three or something like that, because... You also did some great work in it, but let's dive deep into what you've been up to. So, Ian, you've just dropped on a public release the state of the art of B2B experience stats. Did I get that title right? Yeah, the state of B2B account experience, and it's a B2B NPS and CX benchmarks report. It's a long title, but there's a lot in there, so we kind of had to cover a lot of uh, ground. Yeah. Now, by the way, you talk about a lot in there. There really is a lot in there because it's more than 100 pages, uh, something like 60 pages of the research that you've done, another 40 pages out of uh, comparisons for each industry, which is really amazing. I've never seen that anywhere else. And then you've got these great spotlights from companies who are talking about their own CX programs. It's really a huge piece of work. So I really want to find out, you know, how did you come to put this together? Yeah, it really started, um, I mean, I'm obviously VP of marketing. So I talked to a lot of prospects. I'm on uh, calls with sales often. And the thing that we just kept hearing over and over and over again is there's no B2B benchmarks for experience out there. There's no B2B NPS benchmarks. There's no playbook for these companies to kind of say, all right, well, this is what everybody else is doing. And this is maybe what you should focus on moving forward. So and early on, and I think, Adam, you identified this even back in, I think 2016 was our first benchmarks report, believe it or not. It's been, it's been that long. Yeah. Um, you had the idea to put it together back in 2016. We launched one then we did one in 2018. And this year we really wanted to go deep and we started collecting data way back in 2018. So what we did is we took, um, a program assessment where people would answer about 31 questions and it would spit out a custom PDF based off of those questions with benchmarks and uh, recommended actions in their program. We got about 800 companies to actually take that assessment, wow. uh, and, you know, plus 31 questions. That's roughly 24,000 data points, uh, which we were definitely excited about. I mean, that's that's the largest. That alone is the largest experience database on the planet for yeah. B2B, which is really cool. Yeah. And then we were really excited about that. We started kind of circulating that internally, and I think Roy, um, who's our head of uh, program excellence, uh, suggested that we integrate it with some of our anonymous customer benchmarks on the account right. experience side. Uh, and that is really where this thing kind of took on its own a life of its own and, and took off because the insights paired with the account experience uh, 
customer data is really where the benchmarks kind of morphed into this, you know, straight up B2B experience playbook, data backed, all that good stuff that you want to see in a report. It's in there now, which is really cool. So, so let me just get this straight. So you've got yeah. something like 800 companies that are reporting about the B2B programs. And then you're also contrasting that with customer gauges data to, to understand where, you know, the majority of companies are and then where customer gauge customers are, right? Who are those? And those who are doing a, what we call an account experience program, who are doing, you know, proper measurement, acting on it and growing on that stuff. Well, okay. First question for me on that stuff is that, did you notice any significant differences between, you know, the mass of companies out there and the customer gauge customers? I think that's the really interesting part, right? When we, when we put these two data sets together, we weren't really sure what it would look like. I mean, we kind of had a, an inkling that, hey, our customers are doing things the right way. And we, we knew based off of their results that they're probably doing things the right way, but we really weren't sure how it compared to the industry overall. And so as we were kind of going through this ep- or, uh, exercise with Roy, um, it became very clear, like crystal clear that account experience customers are experiencing higher NPS, higher retention rates, higher referral rates, better culture buy-in, all of these things that you want to see in a program. I think there's some magic sauce that's going on with the whole account experience piece that is just completely missing from the B2B market at large. And that's kind of what we found. And I can go into some details on it, but that's overall, the more interesting takeaway is that account experience, if you do it the proper way, is going to give you significant gains over just a standard traditional experience program. Well, I think one of the things I'm most proud of in this, in in the book and the the way you've delivered it is that you're completely open source about it. You really lay out exactly what is needed to to succeed, and then not only that is you show with the data the amount of increased net promoter score you can get and increased retention. I mean, it's like this is a playbook for success, right? And so I love that about it. So it's not just okay, customer gauge customers are doing it because we encourage people to do it, but with the right attention to detail, anybody out there could follow the book and make some huge impacts in the program. Yeah. And that's ultimately what we wanted to show is, is we wanted to kind of go away from the benchmarks piece. And of course they're important. Everybody wants to see where they're at. Everybody wants to know how their program stacks up versus their industry peers or the market overall. But I think what was really missing, and we talked to a lot of prospects guys, the, the thing that was really missing was the playbook of like, all right, if you just do these 10 things in your program tomorrow, or at least put a roadmap in place to start doing them, yeah. you'll experience significant gain. And that's really what we set out to do is, and if you look at the book, guys, we'll, we'll link it in the, the comments of the show description and all of that stuff. But, you know, shameless plug here. But I mean, ultimately, what it really shows is we broke it down in tips. So literally, we, we did, I think, six sections of the book. So measuring feedback, acting on feedback, growing from feedback. And then we did an industry overview section. And then as Adam said, a B2B spotlight section where we kind of dove into, you know, companies programs. Um, But in those individual sections, we broke it out by tips. So literally you want to get higher email open rates in your surveys. This is what the data shows for the industry benchmark. But then here's like a bunch of tips on how to do that um, based off of the data, based off of the account experience customers doing it. Um, so I really, we really wanted to make it as tactical as possible, as you know, effective for you guys as as possible to just completely integrate into your program and start on that path towards account experience. I, I took a few things away. I mean, there's a lot in this book, and it does require some time to go through it. But I, you yeah. know, I think that that's 
that actually speaks to its seriousness. Uh, this is not just like a one pager of things to do. Right. So I, I took these three points away from it, with maybe a fourth. So I'm just going to talk you through it, and then just maybe you can see yeah, if I'm go. on the right track. Uh, for me, it seemed that the, the 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 easiest impact that somebody could do in their organization with a B2B program is to set some targets. Number one, you know, which is like multiple contacts per account, making sure that you're covering a percentage of your revenue and doing it multiple times a year, right? Mm -hmm. Number two, closing the loop and closing the loop at speed. Again, really obvious, but a lot of people miss it. According to the stats, you know, well, maybe you can fill me. I think it's only 60% of the companies aren't doing this. And then the other thing, which is blindingly obvious, which is to attach revenue to it, because then you can work out the impact. So those three things, setting targets, closing the loop, setting revenue, and then you can work out your ROI from that. Did I get that broadly right? Is that basically the secret to success? Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, there's obviously a couple of different nuances in there. I mean, it, it's a large book, but I think those are the big takeaways for me as well, Adam, where uh, I think it's like 42% of companies, B2B companies aren't setting targets. And uh, we have data that shows that if you do set targets, your NPS will increase, your retention rate will increase. I mean, that seems like kind of a no duh for a lot of companies, but it's one of those, it's like a, a New Year's resolution, right? Everybody should have some sort of a target for the year. And those that stick to it generally hit their goal. Um, the ones that fall off, you know, try again next year. But uh, targets are big. And closing the loop, I think, is, is if I can narrow down one big thing, it's, it's closing the loop because that has the largest impact on NPS and retention. So, and it's still shocking to, to us, to me, to everybody that's read this report, how many B2B companies out there are still not closing the loop. I mean, if you're asking for feedback, you should, you should follow up with your customers. I mean, that's just good business. You've talked about this at length, Adam, and I love it because it's, it's just being, it's doing the right thing. I think is the way you put it. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I, but you know, it's not just closing the loop. And it's the other thing I learned from it. You got to do it at speed. Yeah. And I thought I was kind of, I, I could see how things had moved on since the last time you published this. So now it's about closing it in 48 hours or less, right? Um, Correct. But, but, but doing that, closing the loop, closing it 48 hours or less, I think you said something like an eight and a half point increase in net promoter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. That's, that is, that's like, you know, not that anybody should be targeted on net promoter, but you know, if you, if you link the net promoter and retention, that's like a no brainer. So, yeah. And I think that's what we found in the book is a lot of these large B2B enterprises that we, we work with often, you know, one point of net promoter can equal multi millions of dollars coming in every quarter. So it's a huge I mean, one. Yeah. Rescue it's a huge company. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This episode of the account experience podcast is sponsored by customer gauge the leading B2B account experience software that ties revenue to your experience data in real time to help you make better account-centric decisions that drive revenue growth. Quick question, what do you guys think is the number one reason B2B experience programs fail? Believe it or not, it's lack of C-suite buy-in. And in Customer Gauge's research with MIT, they found the quickest way to align yourselves with the C-suite is to actually align with what they care about most which is revenue. That's why Customer Gauge is literally built from the ground up to maximize and track the revenue contribution from your experience program in real time. Companies like DHL, Anheuser-Busch, Heineken, uh, yeah, we get a good amount of free bear. One login, Iron Mountain, 
H&R Block, Super Office, and Sugar CRM are already using Customer Gauge to maximize their growth by tying their programs to revenue. And with over $10 billion worth of account revenue actively being managed in Customer Gauge, yeah, that's billion with a B. They're the leader in the space. But maybe even more interesting, they found that once you get alignment with that C-suite, the needs of these B2B practitioners or the program champions are evolving too. In such a complex account environment, it can be really tough to measure and act on feedback quickly across multiple departments, divisions, or even locations. Luckily, Customer Gauge has you covered there as well. With account native features that easily help you not only measure the feedback for multiple stakeholders in an account, but act on that feedback in real time. Because at the end of the day, if you're not empowering your frontline staff with the right insights to address customer issues, you're going to be dealing with a churn issue. It's not a matter of if, it's really a matter of when. Customer Gauge helps you distribute this experience data across your entire organization, regardless of department, regardless of location, regardless of division, all in real time. No manual spreadsheets or a team of analysts are needed. Customer Gauge's mission is to help B2B companies harness the power of account-centric growth to drive meaningful change in their businesses. And that's a powerful thing. If you want to see Customer Gauge in action, go ahead and check out customergauge.com and get a demo of account experience today. You won't regret it. I, and I think, I guess one of the things, I mean, we could really go into this all day. I guess the message really is for people to read the book, but there's one thing I really want to want to touch on. And again, this is not, this is still a shockingly large um, gap is the, um, is the companies that don't know what their retention rate is. Um, yeah. And I think it's like, you know, 50% of companies out there are not measuring or don't know their retention rate. And that to me, that that's shocking because it's that is the way to grow a business these days is to figure out how to retain your customers better. And, you know, that's what, that's what SaaS multiples are built on that we, we see the, you know, the huge growth in these, uh, these software companies out there. And it's because they look after their customers, they care about retention. And I think it's the biggest lesson for non you know, for, for, for B2B companies that don't do that. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it, it reminds me of, uh, this might've been like the first month I met you, Adam. Uh, I think we were <laughs> sitting at a hotel at a, I forget what it was, but I, I was asking you, um, what are you trying to do? Like, what what is the goal of the company? And you said, I want to make retention as cool as acquisition. And I think you even said, I want that like on my tombstone as the way you put it is like, <laughs> I want to make retention as cool as acquisition. And that's ultimately still what we're battling to this to this day, right? Is these companies and and we fall in this trap as well, yeah. where acquisition is kind of king. That's what your board expects to see. Yeah. But what we found in this report is that the companies that pay attention to retention are growing faster than their competition, are growing faster than the industry at large. Companies that are, you know, maximizing the impact of the referral programs, I mean, are making more yeah. money quicker. And I think that's, that's ultimately, we do this almost from a selfish standpoint of like, how can we improve? Um, and we've really hypercharged our referrals lately. And we get, you know, anywhere between 20 and 40% of our net new business from referrals every quarter. So, yeah. I mean, it, it really is a shocking amount of people that still just don't even know the retention rate. And, and that's just crazy to me because they're, they're throwing money out the window. Yeah. I think that, that comes back to the thing about targeting and doing it, but Hey, you know, I'm proud of the fact we got a high net promoter rate, high, high net promoter score, and we were able to 
parlay that into into some great referrals um ian before we go and you know i think this is we should think of this as a you know a, a teaser for the books do you have a, a favorite stat or favorite pull from the book that, that you can share with us oh man i think there's there's one section that um i really love and it's the response rate section and i think we've been talking about this at length at the company as well but basically we have some stats guys that break up response rates from like zero to 10%, 11 to 20%. And these are, these are account response rates, which we really preach at customer gauge, which is not just a single contact. It's oh, getting yeah. a response from multiple different contacts in the organization. Right. So, um, but we, we have a stat that directly links this increased response rate, account response rate to NPS increases. So just to paint a picture for you. So zero to 10% account response rate, your NPS is on average 30, 31 to 40% account response rate, your NPS is a 55. Whoa. That's a massive increase, yeah, right? I've seen that graph. That's awesome. So in my opinion, if you want to make a massive impact in your program, get revenue in all of that stuff, focus on getting back to your customers, focus on response rate, getting them to understand that if they give you feedback, you're going to take it seriously. You're going to follow up with them. You're going to let them know what you did with that feedback. And we, we really started to do that customer gauge a while ago and it's made a massive impact on our business as well so i love that one there's a million things i mean i wrote the bulk of it so i'm i'm uh i'm kind of partial to a lot of it but i think that one's the biggest one that sticks out to me right now oh that's great ian how can people get hold of this book do they is it do they have to pay for it where, where can they find it yeah don't have to pay for it right out. So it's free. All of our research is free. Um, we, we feel strongly about, uh, Adam, this is again from you open sourcing a lot of this stuff, uh, where we just want to provide insights to the marketplace. We're not asking for a thousand dollar consulting fee. Like a lot of other companies are, it's completely free of charge. It's, it's over 150 pages of insights. You can get it at customergage.com right on that homepage there. Uh, check it out. Highly encourage you guys um, to to reach out to Adam or myself if you have any questions around the report. We're, we're happy to walk you through it. Oh, that's that's awesome. And what's next? What markets are you tackling next? Is there anything specific you're up to? Yeah. So in the process of putting together the report, we found that there's a lot of industries that um, could use additional insights. Uh, so one that comes right to mind is consumer packaged goods. We work yep. with Heineken, Anheuser Busch, Coca Cola. Um, and they're just, they're such big companies and, and they have such a wide reach across the globe that they're, they're looking for insights that can help them gain market share, things like that. So what we're going to work on next is kind of a consumer packaged goods specific report, but then we're going to dive into other industries like telecommunications, which we know have a, have a massive churn problem. Um, and then, uh, tech and, uh, manufacturing, all these great, great industries that honestly, are investing in experience. I think that's kind of where we need to take this thing next is really provide those custom insights for those industries. Wow. That's fantastic. Ian, thank you so much for joining me today on this uh, very special episode. It's really an awesome piece of work and you and your team should be super proud of this. It's really great. You know, it really is, as you've put it, the biggest B2B best practice benchmark book on the planet. And it really is worth downloading. So, yeah, we could probably shorten the title, but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much Ian, for joining us today and uh, see you on the next uh, Account Experience podcast. Thanks, Adam.